Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. Hello and uh, welcome back. I've got a great guest with me today. I've got Rob Aurelius, who is the founder of ARCG Media Group, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media, content creation, branding, advertising, promotions, and consulting. He's worked for various well-known firms and managed and overseen their operations, marketing, and branding efforts, mostly in New York City. Uh, Rob is an aspiring philanthropist and a motivational speaker. He's also a rising social media guru, experienced networker, and brand marketer with a background in fashion, lifestyle, entertainment, and marketing. And he has an extensive network of celebrity, media, and influencer contacts and relationships. Welcome to PR360, Rob. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Todd. Hey, no problem. So I guess the big news is is that uh, ARCG is celebrating its 10th anniversary this June. Uh, What are you... Uh, what achievements are you most proud of? Uh, you know, I can tell you this, Todd. When I first started off ARCG Media, first of all, we were a and collective group at the time. And A&R actually stands for the two uh, last names of the, co- the co-founders, which is Aurelius and my former partner, uh, Rick Royale. Um, when we first started off, um, we just had, you know, a back- he had a background in film and promotion I had a background in marketing, sales, promotion, and all we wanted to do was we just wanted to create a boutique firm that's that helped you know upcoming music artists, uh, pretty much uh, small businesses, and um, you know after him and I parted ways because it simply didn't work out. Um, I had a different vision, he had a different vision. Um, I took this whole thing with me on a solo run and eventually I met a new partner down the line and new associates. And um, once I started to meet different people who had different type of resources, I realized that now ARCG can offer more services and or different services. So, you know, we always wanted to keep it small and eventually over the years it, it blew up because um, one of the things that I personally enjoy, you know, in my personal life is professional wrestling. Um, I watched it as a child. Um, I was a big fan of Hulk Hogan. I was a big fan of Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior and Bret Hart and et cetera, et cetera. And um, one thing I never dreamed of in my entire life was one day actually getting to work with some of these people. Um, so these were my childhood heroes. And um, what I realized that in that world of professional wrestling, there's marketing, there's advertising, there's promoting, because obviously professional wrestling, like the WWE, for example, is a major promotion. It's a sport yeah. promotion. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize that, you know, as a child, you only see these characters on TV. But as you become an adult, you later realize, wow, like these names, these characters are actually gimmicks. And these gimmicks need a lot of marketing, a lot of promotion. Um, and if they don't, um, how do you actually get that talent over? How do you get that name over? So, for example, people like Hulk Hogan, um, how did he become so successful? He became successful because of his name, his look, 
his image, what he was saying to people at the time. He was um, the good guy for the most part, and he was always battling the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And um, that's how he became successful. So when I decided finally to um, reach out to professional wrestlers, I started off in the indie scene because, you know, at the time um, I was trying to get my foot in the door and ARCG Media was still a very small business. Um, A lot of people didn't even know who we were. And, uh, you know, I met a former WWE wrestler at a charity event for one of my clients who I was working with that night. She is a fashion designer and she was producing a collection. And this uh, former WWE wrestler was actually at the event um, being a sponsor. Can you say who it was? Yes. His name is Gene Snitsky. Um, he's from, uh, Pennsylvania. So when I actually realized that it was him, because I overheard someone on the red carpet saying that's former WWE superstar, Gene Snitsky. I looked over and, you know, the Snitsky, I remember he was much different on TV. He looked a little bit much more uglier and, you know, scarier, but I saw just a regular guy. I mean, he was very tall. He's about six foot eight. And I remember, you know, when I first seen him, I said to myself, this is the first time in my life that I see a professional wrestler up and close because I have seen professional wrestlers in the past, but from a distance, but not up and close and able to shake their hand. So long story short, um, I introduced myself to him. I told him what kind of business I was running. I told him, look, I'm doing uh, marketing and promotions. And I know you're, you've been out of WWE for some time now, but if you're ever working on a project, you know, you're trying to come up with something like maybe a small business or something, here's my business card, reach out to me. And, uh, you know, once I did that, he reached out to me a few, like probably like, I don't know, less than 24 hours later, wow. gave me his phone number, told me um, that he would definitely reach out to me if he needed something. And believe it or not, he reached out to me probably a week later and asked me, uh, hey, um, you know, I have a lot of impersonators online. I have a lot of accounts impersonating oh. me and I want people to know it's really me. So is there anything that you can do for me as far as Twitter and get me verified on Twitter? So that's honestly one of the ways that ARCG actually, you know, began. Uh, We started helping people get verified. So all it needed, all all it took was at the time was reaching out to Twitter reps and saying, hi, I have this talent or this celebrity or this public figure who unfortunately doesn't have a verification badge on their account. They have a lot of impersonation going on and they want to make sure people know who they are and make sure that it's, you know, they know it's really them. So, um, you know, this is someone who needs to be validated. Um, as soon as possible. And within 48 hours, he was verified. And when that happened, he gave me a shout out and he gave my company a shout out and said, if you guys ever need marketing, promotion, advertising, or even social media verification, reach out to him. So um, when that initially happened, people started reaching out to me left and right, different type of celebrities. And um, I, you know, I was overwhelmed. And I told my business partner at the time, Rick, I said, look, we got all these people in our inbox asking us and people emailing us asking us to they could get verified. So he advised me, look, if all these folks want to want our services, let's turn them into clients. Let's not just, you know, do a one shot deal with them where we get them verified. We never hear from them ever again, or they pay us a small little fee. Let's actually turn them into clients. Let's ask them what else do they need. So that's where we started, you know, creating services. We started creating management. We started creating uh, bookings. We started creating, uh, you know, consulting and stuff like that. And, you know, once I was able to do that, that's how I uh, I introduced the company to everyone. And I said, this is what we do. And it took me places. So after meeting Jeet Snitsky, 
it, 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 made, it opened the doors for me to meet another professional wrestler by the name of Prince Nana, who's currently signed to a promotion called AEW and uh, Ring of Honor. And he's from Brooklyn, just like I am. And once I helped him also get verified on social media, that opened the doors for everyone else um, that came in. And then eventually, at some point, I finally met my first WWE, uh, like active WWE person. And his name is the Brooklyn Brawler, uh, uh, legendary oh, yeah. wrestler from the 80s oh, yeah. and 90s. And once I met him and I told him what I do, um, he started introducing me to everyone from the WWE locker room. And then I was finally able to get my foot in the door. Quick, it seems like amongst the wrestling community, it's like a really tight-knit community of people who kind of look out for each other. Oh, yes, of course. You know, it's always been like that, and it's one of the things that I like. And because of technology, it's gotten better over the years. Because remember, at one point, how do you get in contact with people unless it was just the phone, you know? But there yeah. was no such thing as email back in the day. There was no, social, no such thing as uh, social media. But now today, um, because of social media and technology, there's um, all these type of platforms now that where you can reach out to people. So I did what I felt that I needed to do. So I introduced myself to everyone. I did what is something that's very powerful to me and I respect a lot networking and I started to network. And, yeah. you know, now I have a list of people, you know, that I can reach out to and people that reach out to me whenever they need something. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, there's someone who may need an endorsement and I could reach out to one of these wrestlers and say, hey, are you interested in endorsing this brand or endorsing this uh, company? And this is how much their their budget is and whatnot. So that's one of the things that I take so much pride in that at one point, you know, when I started this business, I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to make life easier for people because that's part of the reason why I created my company to make things easier for folks because folks are always going to be in, help, in need of help. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually I found my niche. I found, you know, my passion. And I said, let me help these guys. So because I've been able to work with professional wrestlers, it opened the doors to other people as well, like actors, musicians. And, you know, public figures and whatnot and brands, companies, you know, clothing lines and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, so it, it's very interesting. You touched on something earlier where you're talking about, like, I'll say specifically like Hulk Hogan kind of built up this image and built up this brand. What can how these professional wrestlers have built up their own brands teach you personally about marketing, about branding that you can carry over to other uh, kind of usages or instances? It's very important. Um, marketing is, um, believe it or not, marketing is a very big aspect in life. Um, in regards to Hulk Hogan, um, they created something for him called Hulkamania, right? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, with the marketing, um, every week he would come out and whenever he did a segment on TV or he had a match, he would come out and he would say something he would call he would call the fans that loved him Hulkamaniacs, right? And um, that's how he got their attention. That's how he got a crowd of people that focused on him. And every time he came out and that music hit, and he walked down in that red and yellow outfit with the American mm. flag waving most of the time, and you know that Hulkamania T-shirt, and he would rip it in the middle of the ring. That was all marketing. That was all you know him building like branding himself. You know this yeah. is who he is. He's a big guy. He's jacked up. He talks about take your vitamins, eat your Wheaties, and whatnot. Um, but he always encouraged um, the following, the people that were following him to, you know, do right by others, to stand up for what you believe in. And one of the people that I admire who kind of pretty much 
picked up from that is another professional wrestler who today, in, in, in my belief, is the modern day Hulk Hogan. His name is John Cena. Yeah. And John Cena did the same thing too. John Cena is like a walking advertisement. Um, every time that John Cena comes out, he's always wearing a hat and a shirt. And sometimes even he comes out with a towel um, that says like motivational stuff like, you know, mm-hmm. never give up. Uh, one time when it was, for example, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, he wore pink and he wore a shirt that said, you know, stand up to cancer, you know, rise up to cancer and stuff like that. So believe it or not, all those things are marketing materials, because at the end of the day, if someone believes in that, if someone believes that, you know, yes, never give up. Now people are prone to buy those T-shirts. Now people are prone to wear that gear, you know, and that's why John Cena became one of the best uh, merch sellers for the WWE. You know, um, every time he, uh, you know, eventually as his career, um, you know, because he's been around for 20 years, you know, um, you know, at some point when his career, I wouldn't say started winding down, but he just started becoming more popular and started doing movies and started doing shows and whatnot. He kind of, you know, became a part time wrestler for the WWE. But even when he came back, he always came back with a new slogan. He always came with a new mantra. He always came back with a new mission. And, um, you know, WWE knew automatically his fans will be in sync with this. His fans will respect him because he's always been someone who, you know, tells us to, you know, stand up and we believe and fight for your rights, fight for you human rights um, and never let anybody bring you down. So um, marketing, you know, it, the, the whole purpose of marketing is to um, make people understand what's going on and get them invested, you know, and then eventually yeah. turning it into sales. So, you know, that's why marketing and sales work hand in hand. Because first we market something to you, then we expect you to uh, become a consumer. So that's something that I've explained to my clients in the past. And I said, everyone needs marketing. Um, yeah. you know, and, to, and today, and, and online presences, for example, today, you see everyone on social media. You see mm-hmm. banks, you see the government on social media, you see uh, airlines, you know, you see uh, brands, um, even, you know, some of our favorite brands like, you know, our favorite candies like Snickers and, uh, you know, Red Bull and stuff like that, you know, they all have social media presence because they know they need to market. Marketing is very, very important and it always has been. It always will be. And marketing plays a major factor in whatever it is that you're doing. And I always tell my clients, if you don't have marketing going on in your business, you're most likely going to have a lot of issues with trying to get the brand or whatever it is, the, the message or the mission out there. Yeah. Uh, so what's the first thing that, say, an artist or a performer or a wrestler uh, should know about establishing a social media brand? It's very important. Um, remember how things were back in the day. And, you know, to, to make a joke out of it, the ancient days when there was no such thing as social media, people called it the dinosaur era. How were people getting themselves out there? A lot of it was word to mouth, right? Um, yeah. When clubs first opened up, there was no such thing as flyers. There was no such thing as digital advertisement or whatever the case may be so how were people doing it people were doing it word of mouth word of mouth you know people were either calling people on the phone remember there was no such thing as email at the time either um but when all of that started coming into play i told um most of these clients that would come to me i would say to them take advantage of how far we've come take advantage of what's accessible to you today the resources that are available there's more resources today in this modern day than there ever was two three four decades ago, you know, and now you have social media. I tell people, if you're a local, like, for example, I met a client um, a few years ago. His name is uh, Cooley Bully, and he's a rapper, and he's very well known in Houston. 
And I said to him, um, you know, do you have a fan base? He goes, yeah, I have a group of loyal folks that whenever I perform in local uh, places in Houston, they uh, show up. And I said to him, well, now that you have a social media presence, um, do you know what you need to do with that? He says, not really. I just know that I have to like just post and let people know what, what I'm doing. I said, yeah, but you also have to let them know what's going on with Hula Bully. You need to let them know if new music is coming out. You need to let them know if you're working on a new album. And, you know, shortly after that, I realized that he had a lot of interest in certain things. He said to me, look, um, I, uh, you know, had this issue growing up, you know, I had a health issue, something that had to do with like his colon or something. And he said to me, I, I, you know, if there's anything that I can get involved to, to bring awareness to that, let me know. Oh. So I said to him, so I said to him, well, what about, you know, would you be interested in someday probably being part of a benefit concert or something? Mm -hmm. And he says, really? And I say, how does that work? And I said, well, look, I work with a uh, organization called uh, Fight Collectoral Cancer. And every March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, so we wear blue. And, you know, to to uh, spread awareness for uh, colon cancer awareness. So um, I told him, you know, since you had a, uh, something that you can relate to with this, how about, um, you know, I can reach out to Fight CRC, let them know that you're a local music artist from Houston and that you're trying to get your name out there and that your music is positive. And, you know, one day when they have maybe a kickoff event to kick off, you know, uh, Collective Cancer Awareness Month, maybe they can actually have you as one of the opening acts to one of their events. Yeah. Um, and he says, that would be great. Or you could be a headliner. And he said, that would be great. So long story short, um, you know, I helped him from just becoming a local artist. So now he's actually been invited to be participate in the Grammys. And, oh, wow. um, you know, um, he's changed a little bit, you know, his music at first, um, you know, he um, had a different uh, way of you know, perceiving himself to the world. But then he says that he didn't want to do that anymore. He wanted to change. He wanted to change his look. He wanted to change his image. He actually wanted his music to be more positive for people, mm -hmm. even though it's rap. And, you know, some people say that, you know, unfortunately rap music has the, uh, uh, you know, the impression of unfortunately cursing and saying a lot of, you know, negative things, but his music is more uplifting. His music is more to motivate people. So um, he realized that once he made that change, things started changing for him and things became better for him and more opportunities came. So uh, this is a guy who at one point, um, all he cared about was just, you know, how can I, how can I let people know who I am? So I said, your following is very important. If people look, for example, record labels, if they look at your, if you reach out to a record label and say, hey, I'm interested in being part of your record label, and they see that you have a major following, you know, they see that there's more people following you than you're following people, and they see that your engagement is high, and they also see that your interaction is positive, you know, you're not having issues with anyone, no one's, you know, calling you names or bullying you or trolling you, um, that's actually pretty attractive to them. And oh. that's one of the things I worked with him on, and I said to him, because you're a music artist and because you have a mission um, that in, in your music, you need to make sure that that's exactly what it is. You need to let people know what your intentions are. You know, why are you an artist and what separates you from every other artist? You know, there's so many rappers yeah. in the world, right? There's millions and millions of millions of rappers. Yeah. So I said to so I said to him, what makes you different? You know, so he says, well, I'm a country boy and I have, I said, okay, well, you know, we have a lot of country boys that, you know, and not necessarily rappers, but, you know, we have Mark McGrath, we have, you know, all these other guys. But I said, what makes you different from everyone? And he says, well, as a rapper, I want to bring more positivity. So I said, okay, so that right there, that's marketing. 
And he says, yeah, I want to bring more positivity. I want more people to feel that rap is not all about guns and violence and all this uh, yada, yada, yada. He says, I want people to be able to enjoy rap music and hip hop. So I said, okay, good. So we worked on that and he cleaned his image and he, uh, you know, changed his, his, his lyrics and his music. And now he's doing very well. And like I said, he recently got invited to be part of the Grammys. And now, you know, in the near future, he could have one of his music, one of his songs actually like, you know, in the Grammy ballot to see if he wins a Grammy, you know. So um, I try to do this with everyone. Um, everyone has uh, every client of mine that approaches me has something that they want, something that they desire. So it's my job to try to bring that to life. But at the yeah. end of the day, there's only so much that I can do for them. They also yeah. have to put in the work as well, too. So that's something I always tell the client. I always tell the client, you are the person of interest. You are mm. the talent. So I can do all the work for you. I can do all the, the back end stuff. But, you know, as far as the front end, you need to put yourself out there. You need to present yourself. You need to let people know who you are. You need to be personable and you need to be yeah. likable so that people could actually follow you. Because once you become personable and you connect with people and your interactions with people are positive and great and people love hearing from you, then everything after that just, you know, skyrockets. Yeah. In- interesting takeaway here. It's, you know, when, when you're working with Cooley Bully, is that it seems to me it's not just you're promoting him and marketing him, but you're helping him find his voice as an artist by yes. kind of distilling who he is uh, and making it marketable or whatever, but but you're helping him really focus his vision as an artist, which is fantastic. Yes. Because very few artists reach that level of maturity where they find their own unique voice and that your own their own unique brand. Like, you know, if I say... Who's Mariah Carey? Everybody in the world can tell me who she is, but not just her name and her songs, but what she stands for and the emotional connection they have to her or whatever. And the greatest artists, you know, have that. And maybe a middling rapper that's not quite to that level, you're just going to go, okay, what's different about this guy? Or why does he stand out? Or why should the world care about this person? Also, uh, this year, you've got You've got the 10th year anniversary of ARCG, but you're also launching uh, the Nexus Group, uh, which is yes. a new professional network. So uh, what inspired the project and what, uh, what's its main goals? So the Nexus Group was launched yesterday um, wow. here in New York City. Uh, my partner, Victor, who was the founder of the Nexus Group, um, flew in from Rancho Concamonga, California, just okay. to launch, launch it here with me in New York City. Um, what inspired the Nexus Group um, is, uh, I mentioned to you something earlier, very important. I, I take uh, uh, networking very seriously. Um, when people ask me, why, you know, how did you get where you are? Um, I say to them, the power of networking. Um, yeah. I've utilized all the resources that were available to me, whether it was networking events, whether it was networking groups. Um, during the pandemic, of course, when everything was on lockdown, there was a lot of networking opportunities online. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, because my business unfortunately took a little hit um, during the pandemic where some of my clients withdrew because uh, they either weren't able to afford my services anymore or um, their company had to shut down because they were either a storefront and whatnot and they couldn't pay their bills, they couldn't pay their rent. I said to myself, look, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to suffer and watch everything just fall apart. I'm actually going to put myself out there, um, take some time to revamp the company, do what I need to do with it. But at the same time, uh, show people that I am um, available to help anyone to keep their business alive. 
So I did a lot of that with networking. And uh, that's how I met Victor. I met Victor through a networking group um, that was online. Someone created a Facebook networking group. And um, when I met Victor, Victor was launching a CBD and uh, health business. So Mm -hmm. something for health and recovery to help people with addiction, help people recovering from injuries or health conditions, Um, helping people recover from COVID. You know, a lot of people were getting COVID, especially that first strength of COVID was knocking out a lot of people and there was no vaccine available. And, you know, a lot of people who had it, um, unfortunately, you know, told me that they lost their sense of smell, they lost their appetite or they can't breathe the same anymore. So there was a lot of things going on. And one of the things that we realized during COVID is that CBD, which has been very popular recently, um, played a very major role during the pandemic because there was mm-hmm. a lot of people that were saying, well, what can I use? You know, I, I, you know, everybody's telling me, take Talion, take this, take that, but what can I use? And people started using CBD. And a lot of the stories that I heard from people were it worked, it helped me. Um, it brought me back to life. Um, I don't have any issues. And, you know, some people didn't even want to even take the vaccine when the vaccine became available because they said that the CBD had worked for them so much. So wow. that made Victor very successful. And once um, I met him, I said to him, look, I'm also dealing with some issues. Um, you know, I have asthma. I have problems sleeping at night. Sometimes I have insomnia. Um, I told him, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, because of the environment, I get allergies and whatnot. Um, I want to start using your CBD. And I started using his product. And uh, after that, I became so passionate that um, he actually offered me uh, a position to do marketing for, for the company. And I took it. Oh, wait. Oh, real quick. I had no idea that that was a use uh, allergies. Was I have because I have terrible allergies. So I had no idea yeah. that CBD helps with allergies. That's. That's a new one. I didn't know. Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. The CBD has many benefits and that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, eventually Victor and I became so close that he started sharing some ideas with me and said, look, um, I don't just want to be known as a guy who created a CBD uh, tincture. I want to be known for all the things that I do. So I said, well, what other things are you passionate about? He says, look, I can do product placement. I can do marketing. I can do websites. I can do advertising. I can do this. I can do that. He goes, pretty much, I want to be a successful person and I want to network as much as possible. So when he said that to me, I said, well, remember how we met. We met through networking. And, you know, last year he had reached out to me and he told me he had a little itch and, you know, the itch was an idea that he had. And he said, you know, can I have some of your time? Can I talk to you? And I said, of course, Um, you know, what is it about? And he presented it to me. He didn't at first, he didn't say the name of it, but he said to me, "Um, I have this idea. I want to bring a whole bunch of folks together. I want to bring coaches you know, uh, fitness coaches, online coaches, uh, motivational speak, uh, speaker coaches and whatnot. Uh, and, um, also people that like are in the industry of, you know, tech diagnostics and marketing and advertising and branding and whatnot. He says, I want to create a hub. I want to create some type of a platform where everyone can be a part of it and pay like an, a membership fee to be a part of it. It's like going to the gym. You know, you go to the gym and the reason why you're paying the membership is because you're looking for certain results, whether it's drastic change, you're trying to, you know, build body mass, uh, muscle mass, sorry, or you're trying to lose weight. So he said, so this is almost kind of the same concept. I want to create something where people could come and share with others and benefit from one another. So then finally he told me, um, 
you know, what the name was. And he told me it was going to be called the Nexus Group. And he said, how do you feel about this? And I said, it sounds really good. I'm all about bringing people together. I'm, I'm all about that. I love, uh, you know, networking with people. Um, I remember a few years ago, I had a friend of mine who told me, uh, you know, I'm going to start calling you the connector. And I said <laughs> to him, why? He says, because you connect people together. And he says, really? And, you know, one time someone said to me, you know, Rob, and this is a real true story. Someone literally said to me, you know, Rob, I'm still trying to figure out why do you connect so many people together? Like, how is it that you can connect uh, two random people together and see if they're they're going to, like, be able to uh, work with each other? And I said to him, well, look, it's very simple. You may see a dentist at my uh, networking event and you also may see a plumber. And then people will automatically probably say, you know, from instinct, well, what is a dentist and a plumber going to do with each other? And I say to people, look, the dentist may have an office and one day that, uh, well, obviously the dentist is always going to have an office, but, you know, maybe one day that office that he works in might have a leak and that's where the plumber comes in. Right. And then one day the plumber might need some dental work, you know, and that's where the dentist comes in. So I said, you know, I don't care what industry you're from. I think that we can all benefit from one another. Um, we can all work with each other. It doesn't really matter what background you come from. That's the power of networking. That's what networking yeah. is creating for. Networking was not just created for, you know, if you're a marketing guy and I'm a marketing guy, boom. You know, it can be someone who's a musician and someone who's a marketing person. That marketing person is going to help that musician excel. And that musician could help that marketing person because maybe that one day that marketing person might want to create some type of an event, an event like a, a benefit concert. And now they have a musician who could actually uh, showcase their talent on that uh, sh uh, you know benefit event. Yeah. So that's how that's that's how I've always seen things. I've always said this. Listen, I think the opportunities are endless. And you know, in reality, sometimes um, you know. Most relationships don't work out, and that's fine. At least you gave it a try. But um, I believe that once you're locked in with someone, or you know, you're working with someone, um, and you know, you have a very tight relationship and bond, I believe the opportunities are endless. So when it comes to the Nexus Group, the reason why we launched the Nexus Group is because we wanted to create a platform um, that's out there available. Um, to uh, people in the industry, whether you are a billionaire, whether you are a millionaire, whether you're a small business, um, someone who pretty much has a skill set and you bring that skill set to the table and you say, hey, I'm Rob and I do marketing. Hey, I'm Todd and I do podcasts. Um, and people say, you know, Todd is probably going to need, um, probably, Todd probably has an idea one day to do a big podcast episode and he's going to need sponsors. He's going to need certain things. So that's where the marketing, somebody like me comes in, you know? Right. Um, so we have something called the Dow. That's something that's going to help everyone be able to pitch ideas. Um, you know, there, there, you know, there's already people when we had the call yesterday, there's already people that discussed that they are there's a lot of ideas that they have there's a lot of things that they want to bring to life so it's kind of like being part of a board of directors someone brings an idea to you and you can all decide if it's going to benefit everyone if you think it's something that makes sense and if people uh, vote on it and actually vote um in your favor now you have something new that's going to happen you know so i'm very proud of victor um i'm very happy to be a part of it um, um he offered me to be a part of it and ask me where do I think I saw myself fit. Um, he likes the fact that I have a background in operations. I've helped, like you mentioned earlier, um, I've helped various businesses with their operation aspects. And he said, look, I, you know, 
I want you to come in as a community manager. I want you to keep everything, uh, you know, solid and structured. He goes, I like how good you are. I like how you're good with timing. I like how you're good with, uh, you know, just making sure that things stick together. And if there's ever any issues, I like how you are critical in thinking and strategic. And, you know, you don't, uh, you know, make a problem bigger than what it is. You actually try to find a solution. So, um, you know, I look forward to what the Nexus group may bring. Um, I do want to uh, share with you that as of yesterday, we have about 20 members already. And we look forward to having 20 more and, you know, at some point, maybe 100, 200 members. Um, I will definitely uh, send you the website link so that you can take a look at it as well, too. And for anyone who watches this episode as well. And yeah, it's just a new venture. Um, I'm excited. I'm happy. I never thought that I would ever be a part of this, Um, but I'm super happy. I'm I'm excited and and I look forward to what it may bring. Oh, so, so wonderful. Um, so just for, for the people listening, how do they learn more about Nexus Group? Where do they go? Uh, so they can go to um, our website, which is uh, nexusgroup.global, or they can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, on Twitter, we are the Nexus Group. And on Instagram, we're the Nexus Group Global. And on Facebook, we're the Nexus Group. So once again, the website is thenexusgroup.global. Got it. And uh, how do people follow you, Rob? How do people follow me? They can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, Everything is at Rob Aurelius. Okay. And yeah. Well, I'm going to take the last couple minutes real quick and make them about me because I have a story that you might enjoy. Uh, when I was eight years old, I was at the old LA Sports Arena before it was pulled down, before it was torn down, and uh, I got to go see uh, a WWF event. And one of the uh, the tag teams that were wrestling that day was called the Machines. And there, there were these guys, and they wore these like machine masks, right? And um, oh. I forget they, they had it was something machine and something machine. But this time it was three people showed up, and they had one called the Giant Machine, and it was seven foot three guy who was actually Andre the Giant, but with a a mask on, so no one knew it was Andre the Giant. Now, because <laughs> uh, because Andre the Giant was banned from wrestling for a little while, because like I think he did something where he really hurt somebody, or you know, it's just yeah. part of the storyline that you know Andre the Giant is banned. Vince McMahon banned him, and um, but it was clearly like you put a mask on Andre the Giant, and you know it's Andre the Giant, right? But um, so he was actually he, he walked through the hallway of the sports arena and with the mask off so it was like oh my god it's it was Andre the Giant but <laughs> as a as an eight-year-old I got to touch and stand next to Andre the Giant wow and let me tell you uh there's big people and when when you're you know four feet tall or whatever and you're eight Andre the Giant stretched you know, it was like a skyscraper or whatever. So I did get to meet Andre the Giant, and I knew the secret that the giant machine was actually him. Wow. <laughs> Speaking about Andre the Giant, um, I just wanted to tell you very quickly, um, Andre the Giant is special to me because, you know, he paved the way for so many wrestlers. But at the same time, uh, Andre the Giant and I both share the same birthday. We're both born oh. on the 19th. And I am a little envious that you got the chance to see him in person. I unfortunately never got the chance to see Andre the Giant live. 
Um, but the closest that I ever got to Andre the Giant, and I'm going to share it with you right now. I'm not sure if you can see it. This was in Dallas, Texas. Last, uh, well, two, 2021, I flew to Texas for the first time, AT&T Stadium with the Dallas Cowboys play. Oh, yeah. Because they were having WrestleMania 38 in Dallas, which took place last year. And there was a WrestleMania party in November, and they had an Andre the Giant statue. And this is a picture of me with the statue. So technically, oh, that's, awesome. that's how tall... Yeah, technically, that's how tall Andre the Giant would be if he was standing in front of me in real life. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, Rob, thank you so much for uh, coming on the PR360 show. And uh, there was so much that we didn't get to, so hopefully we can have you on sometime in the future. And best of luck with the Nexus Group. Thank you. I appreciate it, Todd. And thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate thank- it. Thank you. PR360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week.